alike to another episode of Geeks Crossing. My name is Matt and I am joined once again by Brandon, Matt's brother. <laughs> My own flesh and blood Brandon has come onto the show. First time, I think the last time you were was, on here. Was a monster It was either Shang-Chi or Monsters at Work, but I'm I think it pretty was sure it was Monsters I think Shang-Chi was before. So how fitting, one, that we get to do an episode talking about a much better show than Monsters at Work. Yeah, I'm going to be uh, in, in much better spirits today. This is Yeah, <laughs> as opposed to the dismal spirits that we were in yeah. about that. It wasn't but, dismal. It was just not like, dismal, just like, just like disappointed. disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> we're not mad, Monsters at Work. Yeah, we're just, yeah. We were just very disappointed. Yeah. I can't believe that wasn't even a year ago. That wasn't, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. um, it also is fitting that two brothers are going to be talking about today's subject matter because we are going to talk about the Venture Brothers. The freaking Venture Brothers. So this is not the first time the Venture Brothers has ever been referenced on this podcast. <laughs> there was once in passing when I talked about my favorite shows of the 2000s, my favorite cartoons of the 2000s. Yeah, Excuse yeah. me. I briefly mentioned it on my honorables mention list because Brandon had been telling me Matt, you gotta check this show out. It's really, really good. I finally uh, wore him down. You yeah, so so I, I had to bring it up. Like, okay, I'll put this on. I'll throw Clone Wars a bone here. That's really good. So now I've seen both of those. Clone mm. Wars is also very good. But yeah, Venture Brothers is really good. So I, I guess mild spoiler warning going forward. Definitely. If you just wanted to uh, hear what our thoughts were, you saw Venture Brothers in the title and were like, oh, I wonder what they have to say about it. We say it's good. And go watch it. <laughs> Official Geeks Crossing recommendation. Yeah, one of my favorite cartoons, definitely. One of my favorite shows, and criminally underrated. Criminally. Yeah. So it definitely has like a cult following, but you know, I think it's one of the probably the best show on Adult Swim. One of the best adult cartoons, I would say, and definitely worth checking out. Yeah, because I I think I might have heard of it, but I didn't know anything about it. The only thing I'd ever seen is I, I vaguely remembered the characters of the Monarch and Dr. Girlfriend. Like, I must yeah. have seen them I, in passing. What I knew before I started, like, becoming more familiar with Adult Swim was uh, I would see the commercials on, like, mm. when American Dad was on or whatever. Uh, and I remember uh, Nostalgia Critic talking about it briefly. Did Nostalgia Critic like He did a top ten like unorthodox couples and media and like the monarch <laughs> and dr girlfriend were on it and i was like what oh is this God. that was obviously a while ago yeah yeah but then during quarantine i got into it oh it really just, yeah you um, hadn't watched it before that I no no um it was one of the it, i don't remember how it happened but there was an episode on the adult swim app and I watched it. I was like, this is pretty interesting. And then I watched the rest of the show and I got hooked. It's just it's just really, really good. <laughs> All right. So, I, wow, I can't believe it was only two years ago that you yeah. first watched it. Yeah. Okay. So, you really can't do a synopsis of the show. It's very it's difficult. It's very to hard. Explain, yeah. But it's basically like a, a Johnny Quest. Like, picture Johnny Quest, which I don't even know if you're listening to this, if you even know what that is. Yeah. It was a very old cartoon. It was about like a boy adventurer and his friends. So it's the idea behind the show is a Johnny Quest-like character. You know, he had his father and his friends and his squad. But that Johnny Quest guy grew up, and now he's like a middle-aged dude, and he has two twin sons, and he's inherited his father's, like, adventuring yeah. legacy. Um, and so he's got this guy, Rusty Venture, Thaddeus Venture is his real name, his two sons, Hank and Dean, the Venture Brothers, his bodyguard, Brock, um, and I guess helpers, his robot is yeah. sometimes included as well. And they go on adventures, they fight villains, 
and there's just you know at its core it's kind of like the, the concept is lifted from johnny quest but there's a lot of references there, to not yeah. only Johnny Quest, but early Marvel, early DC, other stuff too. Yeah, like the boys themselves, like Hank and Dean are kind of like these Hardy Boys. Yeah, Hardy Boys. That's and I think Jonas Venture, who's like Doc's dad, is sort of a combination of Dr. Benton Quest, I think it is, and Johnny Quest, and Tom Swift. Like there was like Tom Swift and Tom Swift Jr. That's right. That's in the right. 60s. Yeah. There's a lot of characters who are sort of homages to like mm-hmm. famous comic book characters or like uh characters from the 60s the yeah. monarch is kind of like a green goblin joker type yeah and then yeah. you have like baron underbite who's like the doctor doom <laughs> yes but that's sort of how it starts and then it evolves it, into... it, yeah it like definitely becomes its own thing definitely like one thing that struck me when i finished it is like this is a an old show. Yeah. Or, or, and like a long show. A very but long show. But it doesn't show. feel like it. Like I got through this show in probably like three weeks. It doesn't feel like a long show, but just the time where it, the time it took to be written and animated, yeah. I think it started 2004 or 2004. Something. I think the pilot came out 2003, I want to oh say. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. And like they were making, they were so making long. like George Bush jokes and season one. That's how long, yeah, that's how yeah. old it is. But I think the interesting about the thing about the show you almost don't feel it as much as with shows like The Simpsons or Family Guy. It's always changing. Yeah, it's always yeah. changing. Like even yeah. as early as like the end of season one, the status quo is altered, and that you did not get that with what a lot happened of cartoons at the end of season one. End of season one, the monarch is arrested. He's put oh jail. yeah, the monarch gets arrested. And that, that's holy cow. That is yes, so bold yes. for its time. Yeah. Uh, and then. Like, there's a bunch of shake-up with the Monarch. And then season four, like, season three into season four, mm. it's so much changes. That's and huge. I think season three into season four, and then season the season six premiere, like, yes. season five into six, yes. those are the two, like, huge They're, shake-ups. Yes. Where it's like, whoa, what? Like, everything is different now. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then there's characters who are, like, the boys especially. Hank, well, Hank, not as much. Like, sort of. But a little bit. Hank, in season four, he goes through sort of a phase, and then he sort of matures a little bit. And then Dean goes through this whole arc where Mm -hmm. he's, like, completely different. And then you have characters, like, swapping their roles, and, like, main characters get killed off. Mm -hmm. It's really ahead of its time in that regard, and the serialization. Like, you see that with everything now, with Netflix and streaming, because it's so easy to binge everything. Yeah. But... You know, well, uh, back then that was really yeah. Most stuff was episodic. Anything. I mean, I, guess, I mean Avatar and no, Clone but Wars, this is even before that. It was before. This was before Clone yeah. Wars, before Avatar. I don't even know. I mean, I I guess South Park was starting to try to start doing this yeah. at the time. Like this is, I think this is around the time where Kenny died, and like yeah, it was yeah. like, oh, what's going on? But that's not really the same mm-hmm. thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, for what it was, it could have easily just been Johnny Quest parody. Like, yeah. It would have like that kind of falls in line with a lot of other Adult Swim stuff where it's just sort of like sillier versions of old Hanna-Barbera characters but like it evolved so much. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know you've seen Aqua Teen Hunger Force is that like Aqua more Teen... of like a, just an episode? <laughs> Aqua Teen Hunger Force is just pure chaos in 11 minutes but they do experiment a little like towards the end like it has been going on for a while uh, what well, ended actually. Okay. Uh, I, yeah. One of the few long running cartoons to actually end. If a show goes on long enough I feel like you just have to start experimenting. Yeah. Because it's like how definitely. can I write the same thing over and over yeah. again? Which you know South Park. South Park I was going to say um, yeah. I can't even say Simpsons and Family ever uh, do that. Yeah. But <laughs> South Park is the it's yeah not, that's what I thought It's definitely too. changed but it's more just like a it's more watered down version of like, okay, it just, Yeah we found a formula yeah. it's just uh, whatever. Homer gets iPhone. Homer <laughs> Flosses apart yeah. on live TV. But, Shocks uh, audiences. 
Oh, gosh. Yeah, but no, Venture Brothers is just really cool because I don't even know how to explain it, but it just kind of just feel like it. I, if you, like, I, I just finished it today at the time mm-hmm. of this recording. And I feel like just going back, if I watched season one again, I'd be like, wow. It's, like, yeah. it doesn't even feel like... Watching I mean, it's not like it doesn't feel like the same show. It definitely would have that same writing style, the oh. same wittiness, but, like, it would be very yeah. different. It would be very I think different. the humor is pretty similar. Yeah. I want to say, like, not uh, not 90%, but, like, a good chunk of the jokes are just funny because it's such ridiculous characters saying such normal things. Mm-hmm. Like, you have, like, the pirate guy who's just pretty much a normal person, but he's a pirate and he has, like, a... Yeah, I like that they voice. just, like, brought him back and he's just, like, yeah. Yeah, I'm just chilling here now, you know? That, yeah. <laughs> the other thing I always, like, love about Adventure Brothers is how thorough it is with its continuity. Even though it has changed so much and... I'm guaranteed that there's plot points that weren't planned from the start. Oh, yeah. There yeah. are a lot of references to earlier episodes. There are a lot of characters. Mm-hmm. There are... Most of the reoccurring characters come back, like, with a couple exceptions. Uh, but yeah. it's interesting. Like, I, another great thing about the show is the world building. I think the world yeah. building is, like, insanely good. It's very, very good. Nothing is ever left, like, unaccounted for, pretty yeah. much. I think watching it again, like, seeing some of the episodes with you, like cleared some stuff up like i definitely think it's worth re-watching a couple times uh or just like revisiting certain episodes because it's such a well thought out world and yeah no and the stories they want to tell are like really cool and kind of like unique how they fit each character which i guess we might as well get into the characters yeah yeah, yeah. i consider the hallmark of a great show and a great cartoon but a great show in general i consider it a hallmark of quality if i can't pick a favorite character and this is another one of those definitely, definitely. like if i can narrow it down to yeah that character's the best everybody else is less good it's just like yeah it's probably still a good show but you know yeah but for shows like uh, i'm trying to think of other shows where i feel like like avatar comes to mind and, and venture brothers is the one where it's just like there are so many good characters i i don't know if you put a gun to my head if i could pick there a favorite because there's Everybody's so many so fantastic there's so many good like solid main characters but yep. then there's this whole slew of supporting and reoccurring yep. characters who yep. are all funny and interesting and endearing in their own right absolutely yeah and it's just like you want to see more about them yeah yeah just oh god i was gonna say rusty and the monarch and then i wanted to talk about rusty and the monarch's like weird like yin yang oh, thing yeah. going on but like i love rusty i love the monarch and yeah. dr girlfriend Henchman 24, uh, 28, 1, 21. 21. And 24, I loved. I, 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 I'm so surprised. I think 24 is one of the funniest characters in the yeah, show. Yeah, he's great. Everything with, like, the Ray Romano voice. And, like, yeah. she's, it is a lot of the humor. Like, he's just, like, sort of a normal person who just happens to be a henchman for a butterfly-themed superhero. It, it was uh, in between villain. 3 and 4 he died, right? Yeah, season 3 finale. Like, that's, like we've been without him for most of the show yes, now. Like, yeah. that's insane. It he's is. been dead for most of the show. Mm-hmm. That's so sad. I love 24. Yeah. Um, and then there's just characters who will appear like once or twice and it's just like, holy cow, I actually want to see more of them. Who was the character in the last game? Copycat. Every oh, time Copycat showed up, I was like, yeah. this guy's so interesting. Like, what's his deal? It really feels cool. like I, I jokingly said that if a cinematic universe was a show. Yeah, like, honestly. Like, you could make, you could make a show about, like, White and Billy. You can make a show about yeah, the Order of the Triad. You can do like there's so many like Holy overarching cow. sort of elements to it. It really feels like a lived-in world. Like it yeah. doesn't feel like the Venture Brothers are like the center of it. Like yeah. they are a big part of it, but there's so many different elements. So of many it. different cogs are turning at all the time. Yeah. It's really cool. And sometimes there's drawbacks to this because like you know since other since everyone's doing stuff, 
for example, the Order of the Triad only appears once in the last two seasons. Yeah, and that's like, yeah. things like that, it's just like, oh, I love those guys, though. Like, I love Orpheus. What happened? But I guess it's just like, you know, the characters are evolving. Dean mm. evolved beyond his crush on Orpheus' daughter, yeah. um, Triana. But I don't know, I like Orpheus, and it would be nice to see I, him more. I, I but, would, yeah. Yeah, but again, there's usually just so many great characters. There are, um, there are. I'm trying to think. And then there's sometimes, I don't know, you could correct me for a moment, this was like one of the very few cons I found in the show. There are sometimes characters where, and the two that come to mind to me are Phantom Limb and Baron Underbite. Yeah. Where Baron Underbite, like, really doesn't do a whole lot. I, like, where he gets thrown out of his castle and then, like, he appears with the Revenge Society for an episode or two. Baron Underbite gone. is kind of a character who sort of doesn't evolve as much as the other yeah character. he really is the silly spoof Doctor yeah. character and unlike and Saint for that Monarch, he's funny yeah he kind of doesn't evolve and so i think the writers kind of just realized that he's not really that important in the grand scheme of things like yeah, i think he was originally planned like i'm pretty sure he was supposed to be the main villain i think i read I that think, too yeah, yeah. It, we and both uh, brandon has read the venture brothers like handbook like the, 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 the book. kind of art book that explains all the characters and stuff and i started <laughs> yeah I think, like Which, 20 pages if you're a fan that. of the show like definitely worth it yeah it goes i think through so. go team how the show i think yeah. something like that go team it goes through every episode up until season seven it goes through how they created the show and it's really interesting because it is just two guys yeah it's yeah it's uh, just those guys yeah. doc hammer and, and uh, uh his real name is christopher mcculloch but he goes by jackson public like as his pen name but it's really uh, jackson public it does feel like it's just two guys almost like yeah because of how specific some of the jokes and references are <laughs> and it's also, they do pretty much all the voices, not all the voices, but a good chunk like of the voices. A huge chunk of them. And yeah. there will always be like these duos where one voice is one and the other voice is bouncing <laughs> yep. off of each other. Yeah. So, which is really something like South Park or. Yeah, it's, it, that's true. Yeah. Wow, okay, yeah, those are both two guys. I, I know Avatar was done by two guys it too, was, but they, yeah, yeah. they really didn't voice act from what I know. Yeah. But that's funny, actually. I never it realized is. that, that connection. It, with it definitely Parker makes the world uh, feel very in interesting. Like, it really is such a. A vision-based show, I think. Yeah. Like, I don't think... Yeah. It's so weirdly uh, fascinated with this, like, the 60s comic books. And, yeah. Like, old, like, B-horror movies and yeah. sci-fi. Yeah. And even the bits and pieces we get about the old Team Venture, like, I oh, think that yeah, stuff's really yeah. cool. Like, I do like the that. Action it really man. feels like it's such a... All those characters. There's so much lore to the show. Yeah. Like, so when they go, I love when they do the, yep. the classic Team Venture stuff. What was I going to say about Phantom Limb? I like Phantom Limb a lot. I was just a little confused with his arc, and maybe you know more I, than I do. But like how he, Monarch hates him, he steals Miss our Doctor girlfriend. He wants his revenge, and then it's just like, yeah, okay, we're all cool now. Yeah, it's a little bit confusing with, uh, with yeah. all this in Gargantua too, with double crossing and stuff like yep. that, where he's actually working with the Sovereign, but then the Sovereign yeah. is you know overthrown. But it is a little bit strange. But also at the end of the day, they're they're all villains, like they're all bad guys. Yeah, so they're all on so the that team. that what. Phantom Limb did. <laughs> it makes sense. I guess I was just a little bit more surprised that Monarch didn't hold anything. Like, there's quite a few scenes where Doctor Girlfriend would be at work and like Monarch would be interacting with Phantom Limb and not really care. It is interesting. I would have liked yeah. to see something a little bit sillier with that, but that's <laughs> the fact that that minor nitpick from one season yeah. is the worst thing I can say about it any is, of the characters. Yeah, I agree with because Phantom, Lim, Phantom Lim's kind of like the main villain of season two. Yeah, and then in season six and seven, he's just kind of like. Yeah, yeah, we're cool. We're, we're cool. But, <laughs> I think it's just because I love Monarch so much, and I would have found it funnier if he was a little more petty. Yeah, that. yeah, because that's but, so, that is kind of in his nature. Yeah, too. he's very petty. Yeah. Like he has a grudge against Doctor Venture that the show genuinely yeah. never explains. That's true. He just hates Doctor Venture. Oh my gosh, I wonder if the movie's gonna explain. Talk uh, about the movie yeah, in a minute. But yeah. 
Yeah, but again, that's like my biggest gripe with the characters. Everything else I love. I love Billy White, uh, Pete White and Billy Quiz yeah. Boy. Again, the old team venture. Mm -hmm. I love the new team venture. I love Helper, even though <laughs> Helper doesn't even talk, and I just still uh, yeah he's, he's like R two D two in that he doesn't talk at all, and yet he has such a big personality yeah definitely that you can't help but love him. I've always loved Hank and Dean; they've always been the ones yeah. I gravitate to the most. I think in the first season, especially, they're like the funniest part is just that it's an Adult Swim cartoon, so there's obviously some of that like raunchiness and like it's kind of like that oh you know Johnny Quest and all that it's all fun, but what if it was like you know there's a lot of violence and stuff going on. But Hank and Dean are still these really wide-eyed sort of, uh, yeah. oh, g g golly, kind of like, like 60s type characters. Yeah. And then also seeing them sort of evolve and like get out of this sort of state of arrested development is also very interesting. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, the, se the series finale right now is yeah. Hank leaves the family pretty much, like tries to go out mm -hmm. and do his own thing, which is nuts. Oh, Sergeant Hatred is another character. <laughs> now, that is a weird character. Sergeant because Hatred, yeah. He's like referenced... He's a background villain. Then he's like a villain, like a rival villain. Then he just becomes yes. the Ventures' bodyguard. The way they do then, that uh, in the show where... I'm not sure if you remember this, but the episode where Brock needs to get his license to kill back, when he like just doesn't really do the test, he just draws like the Led Zeppelin guy. Yeah. The guy says, like, oh, my father was Timothy Trister. She spoke of you as a god. And it's like a one-second line. And then, like, later on, Timothy Trister's an actual character. Yeah. As, like, the big OSI. Like, the way that... Holy cow. It's so yeah. crazy, like, yeah. the way that they bring all this stuff back. And that's just what they do. They It's like they have a lore book. <laughs> it <laughs> they is. Exactly like, they write the down yeah. every single thing that happens, and then... Do you have a favorite episode? Oh, I have a couple. It's gonna take a minute. Showdown at Cremation Creek is, like, the one... The wedding. I think uh, that's that's yeah. one of the first episodes where it's where everything just sort of comes together. All the characters are there. You have the Ventures teaming up with the Monarch and then Phantom Limb. It's such a great summation to season two. Like, it's yeah. like everything builds up to that. Yeah. It's it's interesting because with serialization, like, it's kind of more like, last, I'm not sure if this makes sense, like, the, with Avatar The Last Airbender, there were very specific episodes where there was a beginning and an end. Uh, like, they would meet Jet, and then they would have that conflict res resolved. And then in Korra, it was just kind of like everything sort of flowed into each other. It's, uh, yeah. Every yeah. episode kind of ends in a cliffhanger. And Venture Brothers kind of does a little bit of both. Like, they'll do these sort of one-off adventures like a saturday morning cartoon but then they'll also do these large arcs like the blue marfo like whole arc yeah i think it's like brilliant yes i the love the blue marfo one of the best it's, parts of the whole show i think yeah it's the highlight of season six yeah and one of the best parts of the whole show 100 percent. yeah i'm trying to think i like the one where they go to spider skull island which is like when it's a museum yeah that one's the good. museum that one's opening good. I really like the one where Brock Samson's on the run. Um, oh, yeah, but yeah. the three yeah, bounty the season, hunters are after them, I think it's the season three finale. finale. Yeah. Oh, season two, I'm not sure. I don't remember what title. The one when Hank and Dean are on the date with Triana. And yes! Family. And then also Phantom Limb is uh, with Dr. Mr. <laughs> yeah. Monarch and the Monarch. And he just bets, like, I bet I can kill all the Venture family. Yeah. And that's where the conflict arises. Like, everything's just so silly and petty, but it's always like murder like basically phantom limb trying to act cooler than the monarch mm -hmm. and then i i love the bit in that episode where they all explain why phantom limb has fake limbs or whatever like that like <laughs> oh yeah so everyone like, gets the backstory ridiculous story about how he's a magician and he like yep. wishes away his <laughs> oh that reminded me the one with billy's origin and how it ties yeah. in the phantom limb yeah that's interesting all the like flashbacks are i think are really really cool like and that episode was a whole episode where it's how Billy ties into 
both Brock and like it ends with it, it's how Brock becomes the Avengers bodyguard, but it also ends with how Billy ends up with Pete, how mm-hmm. Phantom Limb gets his invisible limbs that can electrocute people. Are we supposed to believe that Brock became Rusty's bodyguard because they were college roommates? Maybe. That was okay. I, like I would like that. Mo- <laughs> I, I would like that more than it was just like a freak coincidence. Yeah, yeah. But maybe I was gonna say I really like the episode with uh, Avengers Nine where yes. Scooby Doo. Yes, that one is very. That one comments. is very interesting. Oh, from the ladle to the grave. Is yeah, oh my phenomenal. god! I love that's literally like one of the funniest episode. episodes. I love that episode. It's a special, technically. Yeah, it's great. Uh, it's about great. Hank and Dermot's band as like a mockumentary, <laughs> and then they play that song at the end. And it's so silly, but it gets stuck in my head all the time. The one where they have to make the ray shield, and all the college interns become yes. That's yes, a funny that episode. Is a great episode. Yeah, that's good. And it's like really I said, anything with uh, I really thought Copycat was a fun character. Uh, specifically, I love the one where um, I watched it today, where they have the heist on the Venture Compound, uh, organized by Copycat, and then he betrays everyone. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a fun one. So just so many great episodes. So many. And while I was researching briefly for this episode we're doing right now. The movie that's coming out, for those of you who do not know, they're making a movie after season set, uh, eight got canceled. So now there's seven se- seasons in a movie. The movie is officially, canonically going to be the finale. So there's not going to be anything more, apparently. They have said that the movie's going to be the finale to the series, from which what is, I know, which is <sighs> insane. I'm going to bite my tongue until the movie comes out, because it's... It would be unfortunate. James Urbaniak, who plays Dr. Venture, says, not a joke, there will be a movie-length special as a series finale. So he probably knows. I would love more. (laughs) Yeah. There's so many loose ends. Yeah, but, you know, if they want to end it after a movie, that's that. Yeah, which is kind of nuts. I don't know. What do you think is going to happen in the movie? I think they give a little synopsis about what's happening. It was very vague, but it's Doc making uh, some sort of invention. Oh, yeah, Doc's making an invention. Hank's going to try to find himself. Teen's going to try to find Hank. And then, like, Monarch is going to confront the new secret yes. learned at the end of the last season, which is that... The, yeah, they're related. They're, they're related. related. They're related. They're half-brothers. Which and I think is hinted at at the end of season six when, um, doesn't Jonas say to, uh, Blue Morpho, like, oh, I'll help your wife, so you guys are trying to have yes, a kid, right? right? I'll help and then there's wife. also when he finds the photo of them as kids together. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of foreshadowing. It's yeah. really... They look very similar. They do, because they both have the beard. Hair, the pointy noses. And I think that was the joke where Billy thought that, that Rusty was the Blue Morpho. Well, everyone thought yes, Rusty was yes, the Blue Morpho. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, So, and there's also, like, I was telling you this earlier, there's this very popular theory that Hank and Jen are going to follow in the footsteps, and one of them will become a villain, one of them will become a hero, they'll arch each other. I think the main theory is that Dean will become the villain, and then Hank will become the hero. Kind of foreshadows that with... Hank being emulating like Batman and yeah, Batman. Hank becoming a hero and Dean also keeps saying like I want to get out of my father's shadow. Yes. Well, his father's the hero. So. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That would be interesting. It would, and would you know, Dean like you know he takes on sort of a darker persona. Like he becomes like sort of an emo. Yeah, he had the emo phase, at one point. and then he's even then when he even goes in season six and seven, he's, he's, he's very quiet. Yeah. Like he just he really is just very miserable with yeah, the life that he is like going received. to the motions which kind of sucks because i don't know how they're gonna do all of this in one movie and that's the thing i'm sorry i wish about. i wish they had season eight and then a movie at least yeah. i don't know it's it's very, i really hope that they don't have to either like rush it rush or... everything or abandon a lot of cool stuff yeah like if they just end up being like oh well we were gonna have an arc where kind of Hank is going to become be- a, a hero and Rus- um, Dean's going to become good. But we had to scrap that. Yeah. Now it's just another zany adventure, mm-hmm. which is fine. But still, this is all sounds like cool stuff. It is. It really does. <laughs> I would love to see 
if that were to happen, like like I said, it's just a theory where yeah. Hank and Dean sort of start arching each other. That would be such an interesting thing. Yeah, to just more about the monarch and Rusty. Oh, like, really, yes. Did we have? Do we know? Is there any history um, in the show about like why the monarch started arching Rusty or no? None. Like that's, that's the nuts. big. Th- that's the big thing is that it just sort of seems to arise like. I guess. I mean, I I get the usual thing is like, oh, the guild assigns you a villain, yeah. but I just feel like I don't know. There's got to be more to it than that. Yeah, there's got to be more to it uh-huh. than, than just like, oh yeah, this was yeah. always his assignment. Like I, another theory I was seeing is that Rusty or the Monarch or one of them was, you know, Jonas offers to help like conceive Blue Morpho's child. Yeah. That one of them is a clone of the other, and one of them oh. is like a failed clone. Oh, that's interesting. Like the the failed clone of Dean. Dean, yeah, yeah. yeah, and obviously, and like also with the cloning, it's pretty. It's confirmed that Doc is a clone, and yeah, I think that's probably where Jonas Jr. comes from, like some sort of failed. Uh, oh, that's thing. really interesting. Yeah. I never thought of that. Yeah, like some weird thing going on uh-huh. in him. Intre- oh, so that line about like. Um, oh, I've been inside of you for 44 years. That's probably not true. Pro- yeah. I mean, either that or oh, well, it could then be again, he's older. Yeah, he Cause, probably cause remember, as an adult. Because yeah. there's a, also another line when, what is it, Myra kidnaps the boys. She's like, you're 19 years old. And they're like, we're not 19, we're 16. <laughs> and it's because, it's sort of because they've been cloned. But they've been oh, cloned so, as their 16-year-old So sons. if they never died, they would be 19 yeah. right now. That's yeah. nuts. Oh my god, yeah, there really is just so much lore. It, it, there, it, there's so, so there's much so much to talk about. There's Even little things, like the Moppets, for example. Yeah. Like, they're stupid and silly, but, like, ask, I had to ask myself, like, why the heck are the Moppets, like, here? Why are they in... And then it didn't even hit me until the flashback scenes, like, oh no, they... When Dr. Girlfriend was her own villain, they yeah. were her henchmen, so they kind of, yeah. like, got grandfathered in. That's another... Like, like, that just kind of... That's cool. another like, the interesting... Little layer. It's the first episode of season three, where it's like... How the monarch and Doctor and Mrs. the monarch met. Like yeah, the monarch was a henchman originally. Yeah, to Phantom Limb. Yeah, yeah, was, which is kind of interesting. And twenty four was also <laughs> like I would love to see someone just piece together the whole timeline in chronological order. Yeah, like that would be very interesting. Because yeah, it really it stretches back to what like the eighteen hundreds when they're they're first creating the guild. Like yeah, the, the like guild Os- like on the Oscar in the Wilde blimp with there. the orb. And I don't know. I I hope this movie is good. I I, I don't know when it's supposed to come out. Do you have any idea? Me neither. I don't think there's a release date at the moment. I did see that they're that it's coming out on DVD. It's gonna be on DVD, and then ninety days after the release of on DVD, it's going to HBO Max. That's so cool. it's yeah. DVD gets premiere access. So we like that's kind of interesting. We I would actually love have to go buy DVDs. it. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I mean I would like they're very hard to find have the dvds in general because I, I love to see like the bonus content on, like how yeah the that and crap gets taken off so often yes of yeah. these streaming services so i feel like it's still really useful to have dvds uh-huh yeah definitely. So, and then the also uh i'm not sure if you saw in the book the art for the dvds is really cool oh like, yeah there's i think one of them is like like an atari cartridge kind oh, of okay. one of them is, yeah 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 uh, one of them's like this like comic book style like painting the one I know is the, the regular show DVDs. Like each cover looks like like a photograph. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Of, of the park. <laughs> yeah, no, I always like know people that do stuff. cool stuff with DVDs. Definitely, so, definitely. So don't get rid of them. <laughs> but uh, that might be a tangent. Yeah, so the movie's gonna come out. It's gonna kind of end this whole thing. Maybe we'll be back to do an, a review when that I would, happens. I don't <laughs> think that's gonna be for a while. Yeah, because might catch us in twenty twenty three. Uh, there are large gaps between seasons. It's just made by two guys. Yeah, it's sort of the Adult Swim thing. Like it happens with Rick and Morty. I'm pretty sure it happened with Boondocks. Like they give the creators a lot of control, but 
that comes with price that yeah. takes much longer. Yeah, because like you have all the control in the world, but it's like, oh great, wait, but that you means have us two have, have to do everything. Do everything yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess that's a good point. I never thought of that. Yeah, which is kind of nuts to think about. Like cable's dying, so I wonder if that means Adult Swim's dying. Well, it's, everything's moving to streaming. They'll yeah. probably start making more Adult Swim stuff on HBO Max specifically. I mean, a lot of people tuned in for Smiling Fence when that came out. Yeah. Right? So they, they still have sort of a presence on cable. Like, obviously, yeah. more and more stuff is getting put on uh, streaming, but... Yeah. yeah. Okay, so going back to Venture Brothers, I guess we'll start wrapping up. When I think of shows that are, like, cartoons that are universally loved and people universally love to talk about them, I think of Clone Wars, Avatar, Gravity Falls... Venture Brothers never gets brought up, and it, I, I, after seeing it, I don't know why. I, it really yeah, deserves to weird. be in that. It really deserves to be mentioned. Uh, I, it does because it has the overarching story, great characters, good humor. It's the adult kind of comedy of certain it, other shows. Yeah, like, this is first of all easily top five, if not the best adult animated show Definitely. to Definitely. come out in the twenty first century, if not ever. It really takes the oh, what if like Johnny Quest and Marvel Comics and all this stuff was like a little bit more mature but it doesn't yeah. go in like the obvious route I think Scooby-Doo kind of I, I as really, murderers I really liked Action Johnny's I, I do I was not because Action Johnny really isn't a bad guy he just got, sort of got swept into the life and yeah. like it affected him very poorly Yeah. but then you have like Doc like it's very real like oh he couldn't live up to the image of his father he couldn't like you know, get out of the shadow of his past self. Yeah. And he's just sort of like this really pathetic, shallow person. Yeah, extremely. Like, weak. Very weak. <laughs> yeah, very weak. Very just... It's, oh, it's, I almost feel bad for him at certain points. A lot a lot of the show, but also, he does the same thing to his own kids. And then... Yeah. And we didn't really talk about Brock, but Brock's an interesting Brock character. is very he's interesting. He's a man of few words. He's, a, uh, he's sort of like... I think Brock is the thing, other than the monarch, is the thing that most people know from the venture yeah i think obviously patrick warburg uh, yeah most people are familiar with he's a big presence Whenever he's a big he, presence he he's maybe the not the most like i guess three-dimensional as some of the other characters no but he's, he's very but he's entertaining cool. yeah. very entertaining and nope. he's a good character like you tell he really cares about the boys yeah that's nice i like even though he does love killing people like <laughs> he has like sort of a tragic past with like molotov and then with yeah. uh, osi and all that so even him he's an interesting character we can see more into his past like I think didn't he like accidentally kill someone playing football? Yeah, like he accidentally killed a dev kid on the football team. Yeah, but yeah, and that's the, that. Okay, that's what I wanted to talk about when I was going off on my tangent about how like this is one of the greatest animated adult animated shows ever. I watched Invincible last year with Brandon mm-hmm. and Aiden, and recently Aiden started watching The Boys, and I and he was like, "Oh, you should watch The Boys. It's really good. It's like a parody of the superhero genre, which Invincible was too." And I was like, "Oh, that's cool." Um. And he was like, oh, but it's very gory. And I personally am not a huge fan of that. Mm. I think this show, Venture Brothers, is like almost, if you like the superhero parody nature of Invincible, watch Venture Brothers. Definitely. Because I'm sure you'll enjoy it if you enjoy Invincible. And if Invincible is a little too much for you with like the raw, like gory violence, there's way less of that in there's here. definitely with Brock. <laughs> some, yeah, some there's sometimes with Brock, but even then it's so then quick. It's, 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 it's nothing like, crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's nothing like you don't see like intestines like exploding skulls or skulls or like the yeah none of that craziness. Yeah. It's like a little bit of a toned down Invincible, and frankly, I just find the characters a little bit more interesting. Not to say that Invincible is a bad show or that the characters yeah. aren't interesting. There's just so much more to work with there here. Is, there uh, is. It's a lot broader than I think just that... uh, oh, it's a what if Superman was bad. This is just like oh, it dives into so much. I think yeah, the way it's laid out, it really does feel like 
if superheroes were real. Yeah, this is what, like said, how yeah. It, I, I love the gag and when they move to New York and like the superheroes come up and they're like, oh, would you like to sign up for the gold package? And then they're getting attacked and it's like, oh, they're not a part of the gold package. And then there's also like very a little bit more subtle the the brown widow. He'll yeah. be like, oh, this bank is protected by the brown widow. So it's like, oh, he has his own like sectors almost of the yeah that he's taking yeah. like like there's also these rules like oh you can't kill your villain or your hero it's kind of like in the saturday morning cartoons you always wonder like oh, why does the bad guy always get away why do they yeah. just <laughs> throw him in jail or something uh and they just turn that into like this fully thought out world yeah which is, i've like never this... seen any other sort of superhero parody satire do anything yeah like that. it's like a game of cat and mouse but like reasons for it exactly exactly yeah. So it's just very cool, very creative concept. And I think, like you said, it does the superheroes in real life trope a lot better than... Well, not better, but a lot more differently. And I would argue a little bit more, like, interestingly yeah. than Invincible. And uh, The Boys I've never seen, so I can't yeah. speak for The Boys. Yeah. But for something like Invincible, the idea is... The, the question answered is, well, if superheroes were real, wouldn't the powerful ones just kill the weak ones? And that's what happens. It's just like, oh, yeah, yeah. this guy doesn't stand a chance. He's just a petty villain. Kill him. Like, he's out of the way now. Like, now we won't have to worry about him. This is just more like if superheroes and supervillains were real, how would they deal with each other without like getting bored of like yeah, without killing yeah. each other? It, it can almost be comparable to like uh, like politics almost. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's so political. Like, like they have like the yearly meetings. Like okay, they, let's they agree have the, the rules. Of they the have game. the uh, the guild meetings, like especially in the later seasons. And it's yeah, you think it would be kind of boring, but it is kind of interesting the way it that is. Uh, obviously, there's some moments where it's like, okay, like, they're just talking about the guild. They mention yeah. the guild a lot. Yeah, I was going to say, the word guild is the probably word spoken, guild like, is said a lot in the, the show. End. And I think that that might turn some people off, like, this sort of Star Wars Trade Federation thing. But I do think it's pretty interesting, and personally. I think it's interesting, too. And if you don't think it's interesting, the added benefit is usually there's a lot of comedy going on, too. Oh, yeah. So, like, if you're sitting, if, like, there's a dime a dozen guild meeting going on you're just like oh, i don't really follow this eventually someone's gonna say a stupid joke and it'll be like oh that's yeah, yeah that's the okay. like even though the show gets a little bit deeper as it goes on i feel like the sense of humor is very it's, it, there, it's, yeah. it, it, it's very uh like streamlined through the whole thing it's yeah it's it's consistent plus mm -hmm. so even if you're bored of the guild stuff usually like there just be characters who are in the guild or talking about the guild and they'll just have some funny line and it'll be oh, like okay yeah, yeah, yeah we're yeah. still watching a fun show definitely here, definitely which you don't really it doesn't get, get yeah. that's the problem with some shows where like they decide to go down a darker route is i feel like they get overly like into like they sort of lose the comedy altogether yeah or yeah, like yeah, they yeah. lessen yeah, the yeah. comedy yeah venture brothers it never like even though it evolves so much it always feels like you're watching the same show yeah uh, it does i agree i at no point was i just like holy cow what the heck is going on like what happened to the old show yeah although sometimes i did which is like whoa we're having the oh no we're on the compound anymore oh no yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. but like you know what i mean yeah yeah totally. yeah which is just nuts so yeah again if you're talking about really great i don't want to say a great adult animated <laughs> shows but really great animated shows um, Gravity Falls, Avatar, Clone Wars, things like that. Venture Brothers deserves to be on there. If you're if you're a fan of adult comedy, please don't watch the new season of Big Mouths. Instead, <laughs> go watch a show that's actually good. Yeah. I know Netflix is cheaper than HBO Max, but trust me, just get the DVDs, all right? <laughs> Venture Brothers, please watch Venture Brothers, yeah. Because it is really, really, really good. Definitely. I'm going to almost certainly be talking about it in the future when I go through like my streamlined list of my favorite animated shows. I promise you it's on there somewhere, because it is phenomenal. Great characters, really funny, really interesting, really cool and creative, con conceptually and just story-wise. Yeah, so you can't go wrong.
Venture Brothers is like one of my favorite shows ever, probably. It's just so interesting. The world building is really, really interesting. The characters are also well thought out, but it also has this sort of unabashedly geeky love yes. for like, <laughs> like with superhero stuff, they try to make silly stuff like the old comic book stuff like more cooler or like fit more into the real world. It's, it wears that on its sleeve, like with the goofy sci-fi from like the 60s or even the, the 80s like b-movies and old Hanna-Barbera cartoons uh I find very endearing and additionally it's just a very well thought out um story with such interesting characters great humor and just altogether great show that I highly recommend so you just listened to another episode of Geeks Crossing have you seen the Venture Brothers if not I hope we've uh, inspired you to go and check it out for yourself let us know if you have a favorite episode character, or once you watch it, what's your favorite episode or character in our Discord server, or DM us on Instagram. Link is in the description of this episode, as always. Please continue to support us wherever you're listening to us right now, whether that be on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Audible, Amazon Podcasts, or pretty much any other major platform for podcasts. Be sure to tell your friends and family about us, especially if any of them have seen The Venture Brothers already. And if you really can't get enough of us geeks, support the others on Twitch. Keith at Nuclear Bacons, Nick at Cryptolock Gaming, and Eric at E-Man the Legendary, which is also the name of his YouTube channel where you can watch more concise clips of his streams. Our favorite fifth member, Tyler, is also on Twitch at Carrotbite Gaming. Thanks so much for listening. My name is Matt. My name is Brandon. And go, go Team Venture!